What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster D-Face, bringing you guys another episode this week. This is your weekly installment for all Fortnite news. Let's get caught up, man. Before we do jump into, of course, introducing our co-hosts here and, and guests and all that good stuff, I don't really, I got to get a better title for my boys, but the people <laughs> that run this podcast are me every week, I want to thank you guys for listening tuning in leaving reviews doing all the good stuff that y'all do to enable us to continue to grow with that let's kick it off you heard the man laugh in the background it's the young panda panda what's up bro hey not much man just it got back from ohio yesterday and good to be back here recording another podcast i had to dip early last week for the listeners that may have heard it i literally like i thought i was having a heart attack middle of the podcast i was like sweating it was crazy uh, so i had to dip like real quick to go take care of that i literally forgot to ask you about that by the way so i'm sorry for being inconsiderate <laughs> but like we just like went on i was like yeah he totally dropped out the call we're just gonna keep going i'm sure someone noticed that panda just stopped giving opinions at some point <laughs> or another that was why me and sbg did shout you out at the end no promise somebody's gun back on the mic with us what's up bro what's going on boys glad to see you. you're doing better today panda and uh thank you to both of you guys for pushing this back a little bit because i had some stuff going on so appreciate y'all that is true we are accommodating so that's why y'all are gonna get the episode uh an hour later than usual haha uh -huh. you might have <laughs> noticed and if you did not get it on the hour well you're already late so you didn't notice anything. Let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, though. You guys see from the title, the community is in uproar. A lot going on, man. We had what was looking to be probably the coolest announcement that one of the most anticipated announcements that Epic could have set up for us here in 2023. And it so last week, we gave all of our initial thoughts, impressions, feels, kind of the the dipping of the toes in the warm water as the update for the ranked system was released it was a little too soon for us to give official opinions but it was very clear even last week we saw a lot of question marks in the air this time now we have questions answered most importantly and i would say the biggest elephant in the room the removal of siphon the entire community is questioning why is this no longer in the game and we've seen some valid arguments pushed across the scene so far. And we're going to talk about some of those arguments and some of those points that are being made. But let's give our early opinions here from your from your host and, and of course, co-host of the podcast. Uh, I'll give mine's last panel. Let's start with you, man. Siphon is removed. Ranked is introduced. The road to Unreal has already began. What are your take? So starting with Ranked, Ranked is a cool concept. I think there's definitely some things that need to be adjusted like different loop pools and stuff things that we saw and became familiar with in arena i think is definitely something that needs to be revisited for ranked and then of course the siphon man the removal of siphon has been a pretty big blow to the experience in the game and and just thinking about it more and more like i tried to like wrap my head around why that decision was made and i think it it comes down to epic trying to slow down the pace of of the game a bit in the early and mid and and I think slowing it down, like, less aggressive, right? I'm not saying, like, slowing down the overall pace, but making it less aggressive, making it more risk to reward for, for taking those fights. Because as you guys know, like, if you jump in a box and, and you take out two people and you only lost 100 health in that fight, you got your 100 health back. Plus, you got a refresh on the fight. 
But now it's not the case. You take a lot of damage in a fight. You pick up the loot. All of a sudden, another team rolls in, and you are in a terrible spot. So I don't like that's the only thing I can think of for the change. But I'm not a huge fan of it. So hopefully, long term, fingers crossed, we see a return. But uh, you, you never know. Yeah, yeah. A couple. Don't. I was just gonna say a couple of pro player perspectives on the whole slowing down the pace of the game. There are already opinions coming out about how it's going to play out at higher levels like if this was to translate into like a fncs hypothetically that being contested is going to be your legitimate worst nightmare because you saw it in the last fncs how a team like bucky in particular was able to third party come in clean things up when kanada was battling it out at his draw spot versus giants and sprite like you literally saw what happened there they already kind of didn't stand a chance now uh, the argument being made is those are even more risk and even worse situations to be involved with if you're contested. But SBG, yeah, I want your takes as well. Ranked is in the game. Clearly, Siphon is the biggest disruptor being introduced, or I should say removed from the economy. What are your takes now that we've literally seen the week play out? So I think overall, I like the ranking system better just purely talking about having ranks, how you rank up and down. I feel like that's just better than arena. It's not simply mm -hmm. like you get points per elim, you get points per placement. It seems to be a little more complicated, some sort of algorithm that rewards consistent bombs and wins. So like that, let's get that out of the way. Now, don't really have good things to say about removing siphon, about putting the loot pools pretty much the same. As far as what we're seeing in ranked and pubs, I think those are both two huge misses. I don't understand. Like, I know Panda gave a reason for it. I can't. Like, I, I couldn't actually think of why you would, because I also think that we'll start to see teams just roll versus teams slow down. I think that we're going to see way more teams that get good loot. Let's say you get a vault or who knows what's going to be next season because honestly, it doesn't really matter for this season. But let's say you get a vault. Then you have the, the slurps. Then you have the mythic shotguns. You are in so much better of a position than literally anyone else in the lobby by the time that you get that vault open. Now, once everyone gets a cash, okay, fine. Everyone gets slurps. But for me, it just seems like it makes it easier for teams to steamroll. And it seems almost like they're trying to force these slurps to be used earlier in the game instead of being used for heal off when could have just removed the slurps and got rid of heal off when that was a problem. I don't know. I, I hate this. Like straight up, I hate this. I think Siphon is a great balance for fighting and I don't think there was a problem whatsoever. That was the reason why I would play arena over pubs because I wanted Siphon when I was playing the game. Now I played ranked a couple of days. It was fun. Cool. I enjoyed it. I don't really see myself playing the game a ton over the next couple of weeks if this is the way it's going to be. That's that's a very cool point and a perspective I didn't really think about. Siphon being removed, especially in the early game, affects how you, as a player, will then utilize your heals, your slurp juices, all that kind of stuff. It, it affects your your tank, if you will. It starts to really dig into the tank and, and your, your stash. That does change how much loot you have when you start carrying into, into endgame. That's a pretty interesting way, if it was a way, to remove heal loss in the game without necessarily adjusting, let's say, or balancing something like the legendary slurp juice. 
very very interesting take if if for in for universe that was a driving decision to try to on math and or or with math and with the numbers determine whether or not that was a good idea to remove siphon to panda's point i think that's also a very valid take slowing down the game clearly it will slow down the pace of the game but i also think there's a layer here that there might be this this perspective from epic as far as the overall product goes of trying to simplify the experience for someone coming in and viewing the game there is a lot going on with fortnite already as it pertains to builds storm surge just the way the dynamic of a br works not even including or factoring in the crazy loot pool removing siphon sort of is one very complicated piece of the ui remove like when people are getting eliminated and that blue bar or green health bar is like jumping up and down like it's kind of a lot if i was a brand new person looking at it i'll be honest i wouldn't know what the heck's going on i wouldn't even know where to begin to understand like oh snap he's gaining health when that guy is eliminated it's not something we ever explain on the show so it is it is another thing to think about i want you guys to understand as the listeners we're baffled right we're trying to make sense of this as the community is as well and we've seen some pretty cool videos now being surfaced. Shout out to Boop, man. He put in the effort to go back in time. Look at the some of the most iconic, legendary, exciting clutch moments that we've experienced in Fortnite from years ago, from the moment it was introduced, Siphon as a mechanic in competitive play, and then show at what point freeze frame that this player would have not have survived to go on and make that legendary clip because he would have been eliminated. But Siphon, of course, being in the game, changed all of that. Very, very cool video. Go check out Boop on Twitter. Can one of you guys actually pull up his, his full it's Twitter? I forgot the handle. NL. Boop NL on Twitter. If you guys want to go check it out, underscore. it's like a two-minute video. With an underscore. Yeah. Um, with an underscore. He, he has a YouTube video where he kind of takes it to the next level and continues to, to brush out the idea. But that is by far, like, you don't even have to really explain what it is. He just shows you, like, look at these moments we will no longer or we would have never seen happen because this mechanic's no longer in the game. It's things like that that I think Epic is taking for granted right now. And, and again, right now, as it stands, it's in the FNCS. There is Siphon at the highest levels of competitive. But the ranked product, should be a mirror product of the true fncs pump right nature of the game panda i mean you I'm, I'm assuming you agree with this idea right i do and so again when it comes down to like looking at what they said the other day too it's like with their fortnite status tweet that fortnite status tweet said you can expect all gameplay features introduced with rank to be the same in tournaments so while that that might be just like a temporary thing for the rest of the season, that could have a ripple effect into FNCS next season. So we just don't know. And I obviously we have the new season right around the corner. I think it's like two, maybe three weeks out. So when that hits, we'll have, I think, a better view of what FNCS is going to look like. But for now, if you are hesitant to change, you better start getting used to it now because there's a good chance this could be something that is in for the long haul can i go on a rant boys is, is that allowed all right so we're seeing these loot pools right now and we've already figured out that they are nonsense 
Why are heavy snipers not in the game? Well, they just got nerfed to the ground. So they tried to put an item that they knew was not actually going to work in a competitive mode into the mode, and then a week later decide to nerf that thing to the ground. We have nades. We already knew those didn't work. But, oh no, let's keep nades in. They're going to cause server lag. They destroy builds. It becomes a problem in endgame. But no, let's put those in the game and then nerf them to the ground because we know they're too strong. So, like, we see these things that are, like, blatant. We've had NPCs in the game. They were problems. They caused extra server lag. We removed them. We've had vehicles. They caused extra server lag. We removed them. We've gone through this process, and this is why everyone is so frustrated. Because this has been a long time to get these things to optimize the game for competitive play and make the game feel as good as it can with what we're given yes occasionally there's different items that come in they're new they're introduced awesome we're okay with like one or two new things but to go back and bring all these things that we know ruin the game because it causes server lag because they're busted because they're broken that is what confuses me the most and that's what frustrates me the most when you're just doing things that are nonsensical and give you no explanation, right? In the past, we used to get these blog posts of here's our reasoning for this. This is why we are attempting this. We've got no explanation. We've thrown all these broken items back into what is supposed to be the competitive mode. And now we're all sitting here trying to figure out why the answer is. None of us know. We're all just like Monster said, we're all baffled, confused, trying to figure this out. And not only that, another piece that if this remains for FNCS, We just played two seasons with Siphon in the game, a core gameplay mechanic that players qualified for for a $4 million tournament. $4 million LAN in-person tournament. Two out of three of the events that people are going to play, they just qualified for. Now we change a core gameplay mechanic in the middle of these qualifiers, and now we have no idea whether or not that's going to be a thing. It is Beyond me, I thought we were heading in the right direction, and that's why I am so frustrated, because for the past two years, it seemed like we were moving in the right direction with competitive, and this is a giant step backwards with no explanation why, and we're just sitting here wondering, is this going to stay? Is this actually what's going to happen? Are they actually going to listen to our feedback, or is that just words at the end of a post? Like, who knows? And there's my rant. I feel like that needed to be said, because this is ridiculous. And not to mention, we're only a week in, and we are, like you said, that giant step backwards. We're going back to the process of, oh, yeah, that didn't work. Let's adjust the literal items or the loophole so it can work in the competitive mode. The nerfing of the nades and snipers are literally, it's like we're going in a time capsule, going back in time, and we are reliving the painful experience of basically bad items in a competitive setting that do not work, especially at the highest levels of mega brain Fortnite professional players. There's a difference between your regular good player and the the things that they will figure out. And then these professional players who quite literally find ways to break the game. I seen an exploit this week shared on Twitter where if you were to, at some point or another, I believe log no no open escape did you see the, the exploit where if you yeah. open your menu you can which tele- one there's one two you can teleport there's a kinetic the blade one and a vault okay so yes the vault is literally you open up the item shop in game that's what it was and then you exit it real quick and it drops you from if you're above the vault it'll drop you into the vault that's my point 
like these these players they do the craziest things they will come up and find ways to break the game you give them this incredible loophole and you increase the odds tenfold let's talk about the kinetic blades as well by the way in the fncs we just saw this happen a couple weeks ago odm gear clearly was not operating the way it was intended there was some functional bugs or something leaking their way into the game either one cause you not be able to build or two use some of your weapon slots thus removed literally a another core function and item that was effectively forced onto competitive and then removed before the finals because it wasn't quote-unquote fixed in time that's already like you know a lot of discussion and problems in its own but now we get to these other items things like the kinetic blade which even during the FNCS, this exploit was arguably available. There was an instant kill function and bug that was found or at least shared. Who knows when it was found on socials and people were getting action against on that. Panda, you broke down the vault one very eloquently. Take us through the bug or the exploit basically with the kinetic blades and why they were now disabled from the game so this one is crazy and don't so do this by the way you yes, will get banned yes people are being banned now epic has been actioning a ton of people so take this with a grain of salt but basically what was happening is the connect with the kinetic blade you can get three eliminations without even actually going up against the player and the way they did it is they would disconnect from the internet kinetic blade up to the players and then hit them with the sword as many times as they can and then reconnect their internet if they did 200 damage while the, the internet was not connected it, once the internet does connect it sends the information to the server it eliminates the players and it puts you back where you started that's a scary exploit to have in the game because this is about as old school as it gets anyone who's like gamer from the early 2000s you probably remember something called a little thing called the lag switch and you know back in the day when people would slide around the maps and do like questionable things you'd be like oh this guy's lag switching right like that was like a thing that was a terminology it was it was a just a gamer term back way back when this is basically a new age lag switch like you yeah. literally are doing the same thing you're you're basically disconnected from the internet you're coming back except now there's a lot of reconnect technology out there so this is arguably even more exploitable in today's day and age and it's crazy that we've seen it for the first time now i feel like yeah maybe this is something that could have easily been happening for a long time uh, because this is a very just a very nuanced bug like it's something that only now is being discovered and it probably could have been happening since day one of like fortnite's launch when you just think about the way you replicate this svg i see you're not in your head there just what is your take lag switch is making a return in, in 2023 to fortnite bro i remember playing game battles back in the day and then there some dude is. would just jump around the map you're like oh this guy's using a lag switch and like you guys may wonder what that means. It's literally a switch that you put on your router to turn the internet off for a second and then turn it back on. So that way you disconnect, but then reconnect really quickly. And for some reason, it's a lot of like client side games that have this advantage. And for the most part, Fortnite besides creative isn't client side, it's server side. So it all registers on the server. But for some reason, the Katana was one that, some i don't know how you figure it right like how do you you have That's to have like accidentally been disconnected deal a bunch of damage and then your internet comes right back you're like whoa 
what did I just I do? Just, I just blew him up. Yeah, and then you try it again, and it works. And then you do it like twelve times, and then people are like, "What is going on?" And then somebody posts it on the internet, and it's going all over the place. Insane stuff. Well, yeah. it's not just cheating in Fortnite that's happening right now with the kinetic blade and the bands being handed out. We seen some legitimate cheating during the Red Bull qualifiers, which, by the way. Super disappointed that we got to the point to where a really dope event is happening and a big name sponsor is trying to do something cool for the EU community. And then we have it completely griefed by someone for internet fame, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Panda, take me through the high levels, maybe what, what the Red Bull qualifier is. What is it leading up to? Clearly, Red Bull's, you know, hosting something very cool this next month coming up. Yeah, so... If you don't know, Become Legends Reno has been working alongside Red Bull to put together this high-quality Fortnite land in Edinburgh. And again, it is a Fortnite land, all expenses paid, travels, everything, right? So the qualifier for this land hits, and during the qualifiers, we see teaming, we see cheating, and we see just some other stuff that is unbecoming of the Fortnite scene. And it seems to be a trend. We talked about this just a few weeks ago, how Venno did it in a third-party tournament. And and his thought process was, oh, I don't care. It won't affect me in any other event, right? And and so that mentality is going to the kids that watch him and see him do this. And I'm not saying it's just his fault, to be clear. But people with influence make these decisions to ruin these events. And now we're seeing it on the big stage. And I'm going to tell you this right now. For anybody listening that has ever thought about doing this in a tournament, don't. And the reason is... Red Bull is a big sponsor. It's a big funder of the entire scene. They just signed Mr. Savage, which is a huge signing as an esports athlete to say that, hey, I'm like, a, I'm a Red Bull athlete for, for esports, right? Red Bull will look at this tournament and say, why was there so many issues? Why was everybody on socials laughing and talking about it? And eventually they're going to be like, if you don't fix this and this doesn't get better over the years, I'm going to take my hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm going to go give it somewhere else. I'm going to go put it in Valorant. I'm going to go put it in another title. And these kids don't realize that their actions have major consequences for the entire scene. And it kind of reminds me of how Epic, you know, in the early years, like that lawsuit against those folks selling cheats, like yeah. they were willing to take it to that level because that's reputational ex and experience damage done to the game, right? That really can't be quantified if you think about it you don't you don't know like you're you're ruining experiences that create domino effects worth of ripples here right it's kind of the same thing when you think about it big sponsor comes in technically big sponsor can sue dumb kid too like yeah because they're putting like you mentioned hundreds of thousands of dollars into this and you have someone who is quite literally creating reputational damage and, and bad press around the name of Red Bull and everything that they're experiencing in the Fortnite space. So yeah, people might think, oh, it's funny in the in the now and, and all that stuff. I mean, but we've seen stupid decisions like this get what they might look at as blown out of proportion. But at the end of the day, sometimes these these companies and these entities have the legal right to do so. And although it may not happen often, I just feel like we're about due for maybe teaching someone a lesson. Like that's crazy that someone is willing to, we already don't get too many prestigious events and like big name brands like this just ruin an opportunity like that. So messed up. 
We even seen little hints of that. Y'all saw the the leaks from the person talking about he wants to attend the DreamHack Dallas event, and he said he's bringing his cheats. That's literally something we're all on high alert for now, right? And we have to like look out for because one person can influence. Maybe and maybe it's not just one person. That was just one person who was dumb enough to talk about it on yeah. the internet. Who's to say how many other people they might have influenced or a group of folks that they'll try to attend the show with, and you know, like literally grief the event. This wouldn't be a thing, though, I promise you, if there's like a lawsuit announced against, you know, Joe Blow, who just did that to the Red Bull event or some kind of big actionable step taken to that person. I promise yeah. you it'll make other people think twice. Epic kind of has this problem right now, though, right? They don't punish griefers because what is griefing? It, it's loosely defined. Never has it been actioned against. It still happens to this day. Very loosely defined. It's a tough spot to be in. When you have this... Is this classified as cheating? How is that defined? And why is that not actionable against just in the game, period? If you're going to cheat in a tournament that's maybe outside of the official realm of official events, should there not be some kind of, you know, repercussion or, or some kind of weighted punishment back into the official, you know, you know, competitive events? Because Epic has to have some level of integrity for the people that are playing in their games. I, would I think that's the solution. Go ahead, Panda. Just quickly, I think that's the solution. On, on the Epic side, they have like a team that, that mo either monitors third-party events or just stays connected with anybody that is approved. Because as you and I know, any kind of major prize third-party event has to get approval from them anyway to use like the license and, and whatnot of the game. Yep. And so they should check in following every event and say, hey, how did the event go? Oh, this player did this, this player did this. Don't worry, we'll action it. Like that's, if, if they could take on, it would require them to take on a little bit more responsibility. So I don't know how heavy the team is and, and being able to do that but that would single-handedly fix these issues because if they're getting actioned in third-party events then you know like these kids are just going to stop well and I, I honestly don't see that happening that would probably require at least two to three new hires and do you i don't know just off the top of my head it doesn't seem valuable enough for them to run these to even work and hire new people nonetheless like We've all seen it, right? We're all working in this space. There used to be a ton of third-party tournaments. Now they're starting to dwindle, and especially like the mid-tier ones, I want to say. We're seeing these big ones like DreamHack, like the Red Bull event, Gamers 8's one to mention, but they all seem to be dwindling to where there's not really that ten to fifteen to $25,000 tournament that happens anymore, and it's because of things like this where companies see this they're like i'm gonna invest in this and then it becomes a problem and it scares them away that like people shy away from fortnite i've heard it from multiple people you shy away from fortnite because of the reputation that certain events have had or that certain players have and it causes everyone to lose money the people on this podcast the players up-and-coming players used to make it up in this third-party scene. They used to win these tournaments, put their name on the map, and then become one of those regular placements within an FNCS, and we just don't see that anymore, especially now, like, Gamers 8 and DreamHack is a whole different track than it is for FNCS, so it's almost like two paths going in different directions, and I see them differently than just one single cohesive ecosystem. So get your stuff together, boys. Like, figure it out. Stop doing this stuff. This is nonsense. And 
I'm sure that Red Bull, if they didn't, or if they're even willing to host another event, will be putting something in the terms of service where if you sign up, you are going to be held actionable by some legal entity. And, you know, I have no problems with them doing that. That's a good point. I mean, just you saying that and just me seeing what unfolded this weekend. I mean, we don't ever, like as from practice server side, enforce that in the sign up clause. But at this point... I mean, we got to start protecting ourselves, man. I'd hate to be on the other side of that email chain where you had to explain to Red Bull and all the marketing folks and, and everyone who's involved in the logistics of this. Oh, hey, by the way, here's why we couldn't finish that event, by the way. And here's why we don't really have content that we can show. We had a cheater in there. And this is all the, you know, commotion caused online. It's terrible. It's terrible for the game. It's terrible for the folks involved. It's embarrassing to be in that situation and be put in that position to have those tough discussions. Um, definitely, definitely sucks. And to your point, I can absolutely vouch as, as one of the leading organizers in the Fortnite space, we're on about a year. I don't want to call it hiatus by any means because there's stuff happening, not nearly as frequent, not nearly as big, not nearly as many developing conversations as it pertains to Fortnite competitive just non-existent right now i almost felt like we were on a sort of an uptick if anything gamers eight you know little twitch announcement this red bull thing like hey man maybe maybe finally now the grass is getting greener we, we were kind of like on a year drought you know dignitas stepping up you know who knows right man seeing what happened this weekend makes me lose hope because everyone else is also going to see what occurred very very tough decision like i said to be had on on the folks who are organizing this like undoubtedly yeah and there was a no win for them either they like hold the qualifiers with cheaters and teamers and kind of just let that be or they did what they did and were like all right we're not counting this qualifier we're just going to invite more people and then these actions from these players take away more opportunities because i mean think about it we have gamers eight a select number of duos from there are going to be invited we have this now red bull tournament where I think it's 90% of the lobby is now going to be invited. And then again, the Twitch rivals events, all pretty much all the Twitch events are invite only. So it doesn't really hurt the people at the top that are getting invited to these things, but the people that are cheating and griefing and teaming, they're taking away those opportunities from those new players that could go through a qualifier because you know, you're not inviting Joe blow that hasn't really done anything that could have stood out during one of these qualifiers yeah we saw reno put his post out i'll give you guys the quick you know summary here i'll read it in his words i really want to go through this first two paragraphs here so he says hey everyone unfortunately the red bull contested open qualifier saw significant disruption including cheating and griefing from a small minority while red bull seeing you notice he, he's literally using red bull's like almost as, as a mouthpiece forward while red bull wanted to give an opportunity to the Fortnite community to play with the pros after discussing options with the tournament organizers it's become clear that the organizers are not fully able to in a fair and competitive way effectively offer a fair tournament now nothing against the organizers this is a tough situation to be put in for any organizer there are very few solutions, if any, when it comes down to, you know, dealing with the disruptions like they saw in this recent tournament. But this is why from practice server side, we do try our best, even though we don't expect people 
to cheat or do any of these following things that you saw unfold, we do do our best to mitigate and not have these things happen. I'll give you an example. The way Fortnite works, as redundant as it may be, you can or you have to host each lobby individually if you want to avoid these issues. And like I said, yes, there's a level of redundancy, but this is why a practice server does it that way. We know who's in every lobby. We have a spectator in every lobby. We can literally catch anomalies as they unfold in real time. It's the little things that people might see from practice server side, like, oh, you charge a lot. Why do you need this many people? This team will do it for less. And we say, oh, yeah, you can do it for less. But here's why this little extra bit of security, redundancy, just something to think about will protect your tournament and protect your investment. Do you want to pay for that? Do you want to opt out of it? It's up to you. But when I look at the organized tournament that was put on for the Red Bull qualifiers, they already had a couple of issues. It was capped at, what, 100 players signing up? Hello? Question mark? Like, yeah. that's, that's already why, right? And then two, okay, you open the qualifiers a little more. It's now 200 people. A big whoop. And even then, the, the solution I just said, literally curating each lobby, paying attention to each lobby, this could have been avoided. So it's not just on the cheater. Yeah, sure, the cheater, whatever. But Red Bull, not vetting the, the folks they're working with. I don't know who's organizing the tournament. I'm not sure who thought they could just spin up Unite or a War Legend and say, oh, yeah, we got scores. That's how you do it. Well, clearly not, right? You there is more that goes into tournament organizing. And it sucks that the game itself doesn't offer the tools to make this easier. Instead, you need literal professionals who's been doing this for years to kind of navigate you through safely. So it's, it's an argument, again, against the organizers, just a little bit here, because I think there is some level of responsibility that isn't being taken into account here, and we're just blaming the players. But there are steps that can also avoid some of these situations. So I, I yeah. really just wanted to put that out there. No, I agree. And, and from my perspective, right, uh, as a caster, you see who does Fortnite well and who could use help in the Fortnite scene. It's more often than not, a lot of like, there's some big, big companies and like go out of their way to find like a production company. And like Monster said, they give out bids. The lowest bid is the one that gets it. And then that lowest bid has to figure out how to do Fortnite. And more often than not, it's not something you can just figure out without some experience. And so that's one of the issues you run into. And I think a lot of organizers are starting to realize that more and more. We even see organizers like like DreamHack outsource um admin stuff to, to Prac. That's a perfect example of like realizing how difficult it is unless you are consistently following the way that the, the game is played and the way that the spectator client works and things like that, you can fall behind. And so it's definitely a, a big a big wake up call, I think, for some of these companies. Yeah, next week. The next weekend, actually, is DreamHack Dallas. Our team will be out there. We'll be doing the admin stuff. And I know I'm tooting our own horn, but it's going to be even harder to actually execute and keep this event safe because we just talked about those security things. And let's just say we're working with less resources because we're only in charge of a certain component. So it's crazy how, again, we can put or you can lead the horse to water but will the horse drink? Well, that's not up to you to decide, right? It's up to them to decide. So yeah, the whole 
you know, organizing lobbies a certain way, not cutting resources, you know, when it matters, the way I see it, what's an extra thousand or two thousand dollars to protect your hundreds of thousands of dollars that's getting put on the line? Mm -hmm. It's a drop in the bucket, and a lot of people you'd be surprised will opt out of that uh, and take their chances. So hopefully next week, DreamHack Dallas, we can uh, have a great event, have a clean event. We literally already see people talking about those tweets that they're, they're going to come show up and cheat. It's kind of scary that anyone would even tweet that. You know, it just makes you think someone like that is kind of off the hinges, dude. So the safety of your just personal well-being also feels, you know, it's all questionable. I hate to talk about that kind of stuff, but it literally feels like, dude, what the heck's going on, right? Like, the world's in, in a weird place. Um, anyways, my rant's done. I hate seeing bad tournaments rant. I take it personally almost. And, and yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. Like I said, nothing against the people organizing the event, but at the same time, I like to see accountability taken at the front, at the front door, straight up. We messed up, here's why. Even down to the whole, like, you only let 100 players in. What did you think was going to happen? Of course you're going to piss people off. It's almost yeah. like asking as well like, to, to invite toxicity. Like, oh yeah, you know, there's even more reason to grief you because now, yeah, just like I said, it may seem dumb, but you're almost asking to get griefed at that point as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it sucks that it doesn't seem like this happens in other titles, right? Like, I, I know, like, let's let's say... It does, let's be honest. But nowhere to this... History, nowhere to this we're scale. Not, no, but I think it's because we're not, like, sitting there evaluating all the toxicity and the issues. Like, you look at the history of Counter-Strike match fixing and even in league of legends right like they have their own problems if you will and i think our problems are a little different and they may not seem as yeah maybe as they seem a little sillier right this is like yeah. dude for real like you're gonna do that like these are completely avoidable i don't know i i, I want to give the entire esports scene its jaded view because i don't think any of the scenes are perfect I, that's just me but maybe you're right i don't know well, well i'll give you a percentage wise let's let's take the the collegiate scene for a second right because i i spent a lot of time paying close attention to the collegiate scene the fortnite collegiate scene uh like can't necessarily say too much publicly but has more denied players than any other collegiate title that is covered now is that, that because but that that could tell us that oh man the security is so high in fortnite so great it's the same that in, they're in, catching in other titles same in valorant <laughs> And everything. That's that's what's crazy to me. And you see it on the timeline when they're like, dang, I tried to use my sister's college sign up to get in. It didn't work. Darn. Like that's what these these people are doing is they're they're going and signing up as their uncles and cousins and sisters and so brothers funny. and and trying to get through, but like just don't see it happen like that in other titles. And so it does have a lot to do with the audience and the maturity level of the audience. And I, I think hopefully the influencers and the whether you're a pro player or you are just strictly an influencer or content creator, like you start to realize the influence you have in your actions can make a difference. Like literally I got to shout him out because he's done so well the, the last few months, but clicks has turned around in a lot of big ways. Like he's more of a positive influence now in the scene, like condemning people that are ruining events and stuff like that publicly. And he's doing a lot of good by that. Like people look up to him and they see him condemning that, and so that will divert them from ever really thinking about doing the same. And to go back to your point for the collegiate stuff, it's also simply a numbers game. Like, 
no other game is having as many people play as Fortnite does. So inherently you're going to have more not saying that it's not like worse or better but i also think the people who previously had the collegiate and high school uh, Fortnite did not do a good job of vetting that so it ran rampant as i know plenty of people who earned money that were nowhere close to high school or college under the play versus so you know, that, that is what it was. There was kind of that precedent set of you didn't really have to be in college to play in those and you would still get your payouts anyway. Uh, so that could be why. But I'm not excusing people just trying to give reason and, and some background to things. Amen. When when the foundation is, you know, leaning, the whole building's going to be on its axis. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just the truth of it. You really do have to. Yeah, look out, look out for those things from the jump. And like you said, to your point, there were organizations early on that did not do the best of jobs. And yeah, it kind of caused this, this precedent in an exploitable area to make basically free money. Professional players taking on what would be up and coming collegiate level. And I, I don't like to use the word collegiate level. It's just when you can find the player base to this, you know, con, you know restricted requirement. Now, like, what are the chances you have, like, a pro-level player that is also in college or high school, et cetera? You know, it's just, it's just a balancing thing. The odds are, of course, skewed. So, anyways, guys, we've gone on long and long enough. There's, this is, this is definitely much more negative episode, I think, than usual. It's very clear we have a lot on our minds. And, and Steen, man, this has been a tough week for Fortnite. And it all started because Epic released or removed siphon i don't want to say released a bad ranked version because i don't it's not all bad it's it's so much better than the old arena but then they changed so many things that didn't need to get changed so they made it hard to enjoy the, the negative features definitely outweighed the positives in a lot of ways and um yeah just i want to apologize in advance if you just heard us digging and digging and digging but hey we had to let it out and then also of course it doesn't help that we had red bull entire cool event man griefed the heck's going on that sucks too so we'll see you guys in the next episode don't forget to send all your complaints to me at the fortnite podcast at gmail.com it's been your boy monster d face panda let the people at home know where they can find you my boy hey listen i always say my twitter but this time around i want to shout out resub real quick his new youtube video on queasy Heck and yeah. benno phenomenal it's a top three fortnite video of all time for me go check it out it's on youtube I believe it's called the, the Rise of the Best Duo, but just go look at Resub's YouTube channel. You'll find it. It's the most recent video. But that's it for me, SBG. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Once again, still running that summer camp in about two weeks. Mm. So if you want to get into competitive Fortnite or you're just starting off, this camp is for you. Help you get a grounded base of fundamentals in competitive. If you guys have heard me talk about it, competitive Fortnite here, you know that I care a lot. And I will teach you all that I care about over the week. So you can find that on Twitter or at XP League as well. So uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, or maybe, you know, you don't care about building a Fortnite competitive career, but you want to be surrounded by community, people that love Fortnite. Go, you know, let's go check it out. That, that's dope, man. I'm happy you're working on some cool stuff. Um, All right, guys, until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, y'all.